Right, welcome everyone. Um, pleased to have you back with us, joining us for another session of Faithful Leaders. I'm really pleased to have Dr. David Landrum with us today, Director of Advocacy uh, from the Evangelical Alliance. Good to see you, Dave. It's been a little while. Great to see you, Dan. Always good. <laughs> um, I first met Dave when I was pretty early in my role at Faith Action. Um, I think you, I think you were the first person to buy me a cup of coffee in the House of Commons. There you go, there you go. It's been a while. Um, I had the joy of listening to David recently. As he was talking to one of the groups um, connected uh, with parliamentary parties, and he was saying some very interesting things. But first of all, before we get on to that stuff, can you tell me a little bit, David, about faith? How it's affected your life? Got you into the career you're in, or something like? that uh yeah i don't have a career <laughs> you're you of that i'm not in this for the money um i i come from a completely non-faith background i uh, was born and raised in a place in north liverpool called bootle which which at the time was officially i think the poorest place in the uk and it's it's still got a lot of challenging uh, deprivation index issues as well um, but it's a it's a wonderful place full of wonderful people as well um, and I come from a completely you know sort of secular uh, working class background um, and come to faith at the age of 26 when I went along to a little Baptist church in the middle of these council estates and to my great surprise had a an account, an encounter, a personal encounter with God, wow. as the God of the universe. Yeah, it, it surprised me quite a bit as well, and uh, I've been going back ever since. This, <laughs> it was a fluke. Uh, no, and, and 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 from meeting with Jesus and from in, in that encounter, um, my relationship built with Him. I committed my life to Him. I went on. Uh, I was a builder at the time when I was saved, uh, and. I went on to uh, within nine years. I left school without any qualifications. I was, I was a little bit rebellious, uh, stroke criminal, you could say, when I was younger. Um, but within nine years, I was lecturing with a PhD wow. uh, in political philosophy and social sciences, and doing research. And then from there, I went on to work for a Bible Society for ten years. Um, in the House of Parliament, um, doing Bible advocacy work, showing the role of the Bible in public uh, political discourse and government. And about nine years ago, I moved across to the work that I'm doing now at the Evangelical Alliance. And that's the, that's the kind of activity dimension of what faith has done in my life in terms of what God has done in me. Yeah. It's far more profound and would take far more than <laughs> than this uh, video blog to uh, unpack but um yeah i jesus has saved me redeemed me reshaped me uh, and um and yeah when he says i have come that you might have life and have it in abundance he's not joking yeah so wow wow well, we're, we're not talking about a little casual change then, a, a fairly fundamental life trajectory change. I, I assume in terms of your peers, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've, I suspect there's not many people that kind of went into uh, becoming doctors of, of political philosophy or all that kind of stuff. Uh, 
many of the people I went to school with, well, quite a few of them are dead through right. drugs and crime. Um, and many of them are in kind of prison or just in completely different life trajectories. It was pretty crazy when I, where I was growing up. This rain's terrible. And, uh, uh, and I know for a fact that if it wasn't for being born again into a completely new life, yeah. um, I would be in a pretty dark or desperate place or dead to use another day. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of just the lifestyle. Yeah. That's, that's how I, how, how I lived, you know? Okay. So, so within your role, um, at the, uh, uh, you get to see what's happening with particularly with churches across the UK. What, um, what do you think places of worship, uh, people of faith, Christians, churches, etc. what do you think should be the reaction, the response to COVID? What should we be doing at the moment? What should, how should we be responding? I think, I think the church, the church is full of people and, Christian people have responded like most of the people have tried to do the right thing, tried to help the government out, tried to help the authorities and the, the emergency services deal with um, this unprecedented set of challenges that are upon our society. And the church, you know, we, we called around all our member organisations uh, a couple of months ago now just to see what was happening in every single member church, which is some undertaken. Yeah. Generally speaking, uh, the church is doing well. It's, a, it's adapted well to the need to use new technologies and to meet together. But it's also doing amazing work in communities, um, you know, making sure that the vulnerable are cared for, delivering medicine and, uh, you know, making sure that people aren't too isolated. This is a huge issue in a society that's plagued by an epidemic of loneliness. Yeah. I think the church is playing an important role in all of that. And alongside all the practical stuff like uh, food banks and supporting families with home education, etc., etc. So there's all that practical stuff that the church has been doing, and I, I think it's been pretty wonderful yeah. as well. And it's also been a bit stressed out because we can't meet together, and and that is desperately hard. Yeah, it yeah. really yeah. is. Yeah. So, so part of what um, I got a little bit of insight into was was you looking forward into the very um real shaking effects that uh the lockdown and covid has had and um i'm starting to see some reports are pretty bleak economically socially and otherwise but i'm just kind of keen to hear dave if, if you could be speaking to churches and faith groups what would you be saying to be you'd be saying to them at the moment looking forward well, I, feel, I think faith groups generally have, a, you know, not just Christians, have a really important role in just providing a little bit of glue in society and a little bit of connectedness between people so that we don't all drift apart in our new online virtual worlds. And I just think, we might not think that's a big thing, but I think overall probably is quite a big thing. Yeah. In terms of Christianity, uh, and my particular... Uh, strand of Christianity, stream of Christianity, which is evangelical Christianity. We have uh, an, an illustrious, unparalleled history in social transformation. Right. Uh, and I think given what we seem to be facing in the years and decade ahead, 
it would be really great if the church could recapture this um, this focus on what we need to do to regenerate our cities because we are by any account i mean and i'm no economist um, but by any account we are facing rapid mass unemployment on a scale that we've never seen before so i was in the us earlier this year and when i left as i was leaving uh, there was a projection by the federal reserve that unemployment in the us by the summer of uh, 2021 would be at 30 percent you've got to remember the federal reserve are not prone to making outrageous oh. statements and they're very conservative they don't want to rattle the markets now when you consider that unemployment during the great depression of the 1930s it peaked at 26 percent that's when we had tent cities in central park and we had people starving in america mm. now the fact that the federal reserve is saying 30 percent suggests it's going to be way north of that yeah. um, and i think if that's any indication of what's happening what what's ahead and rishi sunak the, the chancellor is suggesting that you know we're going to see uh, a kind of recession the likes of which we've never seen before then it would be great if the if, if the church started now to think ahead into what it can practically put in place uh, for that social context yeah. and now you know you know as well as anyone dan the church is brilliant at being a safety net yeah so you know lots of difficulties due to unemployment mental stress family relational stress uh, the need for people to have food so there's going to need to be food banks there's going to need to be uh, advice debt advice etc etc and the church is really really good at this and this is i've got no doubt that 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 the church will meet that challenge no doubt at all but i don't think that's enough and i think if we look at our past and the way evangelicals built civil society out of nothing they built it completely entirely in in the uk 200 yeah. years ago there was no civil society before even Huggles, uh, and wilberforce et al set about what they called the reformation of manners which was the building of institutions um, they had a strong focus on job creation enterprise and employment within that project and i think strategic as a strategic priority i think it's a no-brainer i think if the if if we're going to be we can't be inactive we can't be reactive but if we're going to be proactive about dealing with what we know is coming it's a mathematical certainty that we're going to see this stuff coming into next year and rolling through the decade and we've got to remember this economies don't get turned around in an instant there isn't a magic pill for an economy yeah. economies are big cumbersome things like an oil tanker they take a long time to change direction and so we may be taking an instant hit, but it'll take a long time to rebuild things. Yeah, yeah. I think if we can develop a kind of focus on job creation and wealth creation for um, for the benefit of society, so you know, in the words of Josiah Wedgwood uh, of Wedgwood Pottery, who was an amazing evangelical industrialist, his his slogan was "Doing well and doing good." So I think. I'd love, I'd love to see the church capture something of that again and start thinking about what that looks like practically in different communities in terms of, I don't know, training skills, encouraging small business growth, et cetera. Et cetera.
That, that is a, an amazing and important thought, um, Dave, and really appreciate that. I appreciate the work you're doing and, and the way you're seeking to provoke people. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, thank you for those who are listening, listening to Faithful Leaders. Uh, we look forward to uh, joining with you again with some more folk in the near future.